More than half of American Orthodox parishes recognize the fact that they need to change somehow in order to flourish or even to survive. But they are either not changing fast enough and significantly enough, or they even don't know how to approach the need for a change. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't really know anyone who likes change. I mean, change is necessary in so many areas of your life, but most of us prefer to have things just kind of go along as they are. I'm comfortable with that. Well, that's not effective when we talk about reaching out to society and changing cultures, is it? especially if we're trying to communicate the good news of the gospel. On today's edition of Come Receive the Light from the Orthodox Christian Network, we're going to talk about good change. And this is a broadcast that I think you'll want to at least take notes during and perhaps even listen again to. You can do that easily when you go to the website if you're not already there at myocn.net. That's myocn.net. I'm Mike Trout. And our host, conducting the conversation, is Father Christopher Metropolis, the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology. Alexei Krindich is the research coordinator with the Assembly of Canonical Orthodox Bishops of North and Central America. He graduated cum laude from Moscow State University, Moscow, Russia, with a major in human and economic geography. His study on the religious revival in the post-communist societies of Russia was published in 1995 and is called The Geography of Religions in Russia. Between 2005 and 2009, Mr. Kringit served as a research director at the Patriarchatinagoras Orthodox Institute in Berkeley, California, where he developed and administered the Institute's new parish life program. He is also the author of The Atlas of American Orthodox Monasteries. Mr. Kringis published the first-ever Atlas of American Orthodox Churches by Holy Cross Orthodox Press. He has also published the Atlas of American Orthodox Christian Monasteries. Presently, the electronic version of the Atlas of Monasteries is available for download free of charge from the website of the Assembly of Canonical Orthodox Bishops. Today, we welcome Alexei to share with us another fascinating study that's just been completed, Orthodox Christian Churches in the 21st Century America, a Parish Life Study. I was surprised to learn through your findings that nearly half of the Americans do not simply say they are religious persons or believers, but that they're actually affiliated with or involved in some local religious organization. So the key question that was raised in the executive summary and is the question I would like to pose to you today is, how are Orthodox Christian parishes faring among the many other Orthodox local religious communities, Alexei? Father Chris, you asked a big question for which there is no single answer, but I'll give you two answers, and our listeners can pick and choose between two, whatever they wanted. You are quite correct. Within past 50 years, or even 60 years, the percentage of Americans which participate in some religious local congregations is fairly stable, 50%, give it or take. I'm not talking about how many people say they believe in God, but those 50 show up at least once in a while in some sort of local religious congregation. Point is that while we have the same percentage of folks who participate in local religious life, diversity of American religion is growing. So if you use market technology, you have growing market but with the same number of customers. And those customers are getting divided and redivided. 
And our listeners should take into account we are not out of this market. We are part of this religious market in the United States. So American Orthodox churches have also ins and outs, so to speak. Now, I have hard figures. And first, I would like to give you hard figures on what happened with three major American Orthodox jurisdictions within five-year period between 2010 and 2015. So in 2010 and 2015, we asked the same questions. How many persons, including children, regularly participate in the life of your parish? Not just total membership, but those people who really are your core constituency. And between 2010 and 2015, the total number of these active participants grew in Greek Orthodox Archdiocese from 147,000 to 179,000. In Orthodox Church in America, it grew from 56,000 to 58,000. And Antiochian Archdiocese, it declined from 40,000 to 35,000. Now, does it mean that those people left the church or they came into the church? No. It could be just shift between active membership and passive membership. In other words, those new, quasi-new 32,000 who showed up among active church members in GOA, they probably were just passive church members. So the question for parishes is, I'm getting to answer to your question. The question for parishes is, when we ask a parish how you are feeling, what is more important for a parish? To have bigger general membership or really to have bigger core devoted group of parishioners who participate in church life? And I think this answer will be different depending on parish local situation. But then there is more general answer to your question, Father Chris. We can operate with figures. Some people like statistics, some people don't like statistics, some people believe that statistics is biggest lie. So, but we ask our clergy who participated in the survey, and mind you, it was 580 Orthodox parishes. It is more than 30% of all American Orthodox parishes. That's a very good return for the study. Yeah. So we ask a very simple question, and this question, answer to this question will give you a very good idea how we are doing today. We ask clergy, what of the following best describes your parish sense of present and future? Just give Father your very, very general opinion without going into details, membership, programs, whatsoever. Mm -hmm. 23% of clergy reported we are thriving and this should continue in the future. So a little bit less than one quarter of the parishes in America could be really described as thriving parishes, parishes which are excited about their future, which are growing, which feel good about their program, and they believe it will go in the future. 47% replied, we are doing okay, and this should continue in the future. So we are sort of hanging on. Now, 30 parishes of, 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 of parishes replied, our future is very uncertain. Or they replied, we are struggling, and this is likely to continue in the future. So it gives you a very good breakdown. Slightly less than one quarter are really striving, perfect parishes, which are vital, and, you know, 47% are just okay, and 30% of the parishes uh, seems to be in trouble. Okay. In your findings, only 15% of the American Orthodox parishes consider young adult ministries one of their top priorities, and they're is no significant difference among individual Orthodox Christians in this regard, according to what I'm seeing. Am I right or am I wrong? A big chapter in this study was called Young Adults and Young Adults Ministries in American Orthodox Parishes. 
so there are some bad news and some good news. Mm-hmm. The really bad news is current state of young adult presence and young adult ministries in American Orthodox parishes. Just a couple of figures for you. So if you look at all Orthodox Church membership and make age breakdown, people who are young adults, we define young adults as age 18 to 34, constitute 12% of all active church membership. Now, but proportion of our young adults in American total population is 23%. So in other words, young adults theoretically parishes or churches wanted to be reflective of general population, right? Mm-hmm. But it looks like we have twice as less young adults as the presence of young adults in total population. Is this segment declining? Probably. Mm. But at, at, the, at the very, very present moment, we have twice as less young adults in our parishes as it is in general population. Now, there is a good news. What our study uncovered were not just bad messages, but we found three factors which the parishes can consider to increase young adults' presence. So those are three very simple recipes, very simple recipes. First, currently only 35% of American Orthodox parishes have designated young adult leaders. Most of them are not paid. Very few parishes have paid young adult, young ministers, but most of them are just a person who is, you know, John, Peter, Jessica, whatever, Mm -hmm. and she's designated young adult leader. And we found that the parishes which have those designated young adult leader, leaders, regardless, paid, unpaid, trained, untrained, are doing much better in attracting young, young adults. So you have someone who is theoretically responsible for young adults' ministry. Just having this position in a parish already increases parish chances to attract more young adults. That's number one. Number two, we looked at different type of programs, activities, ministries that parishes develop, and then we run a correlation between those variety of different activities and ministries and presence of young adults in a parish. It turned out that young adults are specifically attracted to parishes which pay great, great, big attention to prayer groups and spiritual retreats, theology and contemporary issues studies, and mission trips. There was no correlation whatsoever with different social activities. So, for example, if a parish has strong emphasis on parenting groups, classes, marriage groups, classes, engagement, premarital counseling, recreational sport groups, it does not impact young adult participation. Bottom line is simple. Young adults, contemporary young adults, do not look at orthodox parishes as a social venues. They are coming there for spiritual life. Uh, the parish would make a big mistake by thinking, well, we have more social activities, young adults will go, you know, right now. Uh, very, very young very adults go for social life somewhere else. They don't go to the church. This right. was probably a model of the past. So, but if a parish is able to offer them spiritual enrichment, especially if it is designed specifically for young adults, say a mission trip only for young adults, or... Uh, small group classes on contemporary theology issues just for, for young adults. That draws young adults into parish, not social stuff. And the third was the style of worship. Well, you know, we really cannot change our style of worship. We are not mega churches, but still, you know, each parish can be a little bit different, you know, in how liturgy is served. Do they have, you know, this 
congregational singing, etc., etc. So those clergy who describe their worship services as inspirational and joyful have much greater chances of having bigger and bigger presence of young adults in the parish. Reverence doesn't work, but innovative doesn't work either. So young adults are not necessarily interested in changing orthodox worship. But they're looking for a parish where worship somehow inspires them and makes them joyful. So we have three very simple recipes which described in our report, and parties should look at those three recipes. Okay, let's go to the, uh, the next question I have is about surprises. Were there any surprises in the findings in your study? Can you share, let's say, just two of them for us? Uh, I wouldn't call them surprises, but there were two pieces of data which we never really studied before. So I would not know, I would not guess even before we you know, studied those two areas, what would be the answers. One is related to the questions of Orthodox Church unity. You know, it's a big subject. It's primary subject for assembly of canonical bishops. So we asked a number of questions on Orthodox Church unity. Bottom line is very simple. 71% of American Orthodox priests, and this is across the board, envision the future of Orthodoxy Church in, of Orthodoxy in America in the form of one united, administratively united Orthodox Church, so 71%, a little bit less than three quarters. However, they have a little bit different visions depending on jurisdictions. Long story short, vast majority of Greek Orthodox clergy and Carpato-Russian clergy think that it should be independent autonomous church under jurisdictions of ecumenical patriarch. Vast majority of Antiochian clergy and clergy of Orthodox Church in America think that future United Administrative Church should be fully independent out of Cephalos Church with its own patriarch or archbishop, whatever you call it. And finally, the clergy in Serbian Orthodox Church and Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia are equally divided between those who think that we should have administratively united church, and those who think, well, you know, probably things should remain as it is now, you know, just separate jurisdictions. So this we never studied before. Now we have very clear picture of what this clergy thinking on Orthodox Church unity. And the second surprising fi finding was about need for change. Let me describe it. Um, we ask parishes about their need for change. And we ask clergy, which of the following best describes your parish? And we give them four possibilities to answer. One was, we are where we need to be and do not need to change. The second was, we are doing pretty well making necessary changes. The third answer was, we are changing slowly, but not fast enough nor significantly enough. And the last question was, we need to change to increase our vitality and viability, but the parish does not seem to realize it or does not want to make the necessary changes. The troublesome finding was that 54% of the parishes have selected two last answers. In other words, more than half of American Orthodox parishes recognize the fact that they need to change somehow in order to flourish or even to survive. But they are either not changing fast enough and significantly enough or they even don't know how to approach the need for a change. And again, this is 54% of American Orthodox parishes. That's, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. 
I'm going to move on to the next question I have for you. Um, the last chapter in your report uh, before the conclusion was 10 facts about how Orthodox parishes were different from American Protestant parishes. Can you tell us um, two of those, and, and why are they so significant? Just to, be, to put it in a bigger perspective, so that our listeners are not confused or surprised. Our study of Orthodox parishes in America was part of a much bigger study, which was called Faith Communities Today. And the same question I hear that we used with Orthodox parishes was used by about 20,000 of American religious congregations. Roman Catholics does not part- did not participate in this study. But we had very good comparable data, because questionnaire was the same for mainline Protestants and evangelical Protestants. Now, it will be surprising for our listeners, but, you know, we have differences in theology, but a lot of aspects in local religious community life are the same. So I run comparisons between mainline Protestants and evangelical Protestants and Orthodox parishes on questions which are not related to theology or, you know, style of worship, which is an entirely different thing. So here are two answers which came to me as interesting findings and interesting surprises. So one is good news and one is bad news for Orthodox churches versus Protestants. So the bad news is one of the questions in the questionnaires asked about conflicts in the parish or in local congregations. And the question was, during past five years, has your parish or congregation, in case of Protestants, experienced any significant disagreements or conflicts? Almost three-quarters of Orthodox parishes, 73%, reported yes. In case of mainline and evangelical Protestant congregations, this percentage was much lower. 63% among mainline and 57% among evangelical Protestant congregations. So, in other words, for whatever reason, Orthodox parishes are much less peaceful places, so to speak, than Protestant congregations in America. Well, that certainly has an effect on the congregation, doesn't it? Of course, yes, of course. Okay. Probably part of this need for change mm-hmm. and the sense that parish, you know, is struggling and they, their future is uncertain. Those two things are interrelated, Father. Now, the good news is, and again, our listeners probably will be surprised, specific section in the survey dealt with the usage of different modern technologies, you know, Facebook, Internet, you know, different social platforms. It was found out that overall, American Orthodox priests and American Orthodox parishes are greater supporters of the use of the Internet and various modern technologies in the church life than their fellow Protestant clergy. And in fact, we also found that at this point, at this very point, our Orthodox parishes are actually using uh, different modern technologies more frequent in church life and more efficient than your average Protestant congregation in this country. Alexei, let's try to finish up our time together. We could talk about these statistics all day. It is very, very interesting information. Um, Your report should help us formulate a model that will enhance membership and the life of the Orthodox Christian parishes in America. Would that be accurate? You know, Father Chris, I would put it a little bit different. I consider this report as a big learning resource for three audiences, three very different audiences. Number one, for our laity, and especially people who are in leadership positions in the parishes laity, this report serves as a source of very 
comprehensive and statistically reliable information on Orthodox Church situation nationwide. Because, you know, most of our laity, they know their church life, Orthodox Church life, only based on their experiences of the local parishes. So this report allows our lay people to look at their parishes in a broader context, to see what is going on in my parish, I know, but also to look what is going on nationwide. The second audience are Orthodox clergy. They run their parishes, and probably great number of them believe that they run their parishes very smoothly and nicely, but they can take our report and compare the figures for their parish with national averages for their respective jurisdictions. And then they can see how their parishes are faring compared with a typical parish of their respective jurisdiction nationwide. I think it will be very helpful for our clergy. And number three, our diocesan and national church leadership. First of all, our bishops, but also lay diocesan and national church leadership. You know, all dioceses and all jurisdictions gather certain information. And sometimes I'm sure that they have plenty of very detailed information, which I do not have. But report offers entire package of the information, interrelated data uh, on involvement of young adults, on usage of modern technologies, on growth or decline in membership. So, Father Chris, I just wanted to encourage our listeners to go to website of Assembly of Canonical Orthodox Bishops to look at this report, and if they don't have time, you know, to look at the whole report, we have executive summary, which just have five pages, and everyone can take a look at it and decide if they're interested in the whole thing. That's it. Wonderful. It's a fascinating interview. Thank you very much, Alexei, for being with us today. Thank you, Father Chris. Alexei Krindich has been our guest on today's edition of Come Receive the Light. And to make things easy for you, we'll have a link to that website that Alexei just referenced on our website at myocn.net. That's myocn.net. Please remember, we are a nonprofit outreach supported by the generosity of listeners just like you. I know many people cannot give, but those of you who can perhaps come alongside of us in a generous way enable us to reach around the world to everyone with the good news of the gospel and to make... (laughs) whatever changes we need to make to be effective in that effort. Again, our website, myocn.net. I'm Mike Trout. Our host each week is Father Christopher Metropolis, the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology and the founder of this ministry. Until we meet again, please remember to always have faith in what you listen to. I see the world your way I'm not afraid to follow I see the world your way And I'm not ashamed to say so I see the Jesus way And I'm walking in the light